Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer in the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. Chris, I want to thank the media captain at Web Development and Digital Marketing Firm for sponsoring our podcast. If you're in a business and want, to run, and want a stunning website or a strategy to drive more leads or sales, contact Jason at the media captain. You can contact the media captain, and when you do, mention Jerry Reese is a clown, and you'll get $100 advertising credit towards Google for your business. So contact Jason Parks at the media captain. So Chris, not much going on lately other than uh, the coach is saying a few things, and one of the things that um, was said recently uh, from Hal Hunter, I believe, was that uh, Chad Wheeler is our starting right tackle, to right. which uh, you know Giants Nation kind of went, got up in arms a bit. Um, a lot right. of comments, and, and understandably so, I get it. But a couple things before um, I let you uh, kind of get into this a bit. One, I, I think the addition of Kevin Zeitler will help Wheeler no matter what. And two, I, I just think it's coach speak right now because they're not going to say the kid from Kentucky's the starter. They're not going to say they're bringing in Mike Remmers. Chad Wheeler, I believe, is truly penciled in. And I don't believe, and I've been wrong a million times, but I don't believe that you know, he's the clear-cut starter, uh, you know, when September rolls around. Right. I mean, uh, Hal Hunter was answering the question, on, the question on May 8th. Yeah. Which was, you know, what does is, what is the right tackle position look like? And he said, well, right now, Wheel is a starter. And you look at the players on the roster, and he's just stating the obvious. Yes, Chad Wheeler finished the year last year, and Chad Wheeler will be the starter right now. Now, is Chad Wheeler going to be the starter in Dallas, the first game of the year? Who knows? Probably not, you know? But, you know, I don't get, you know, uh, people are trying to, a lot of people are trying to act like, has Hal Hunter, has Sherman, has everybody lost their minds? Right now, Chad Wheeler is the starting right tackle. If he gets beaten out in training camp by a big George coming in, we'll see. If they go on on the outside and get it like a guy like, you know, I know Remus's name has been bouncing around. If, the, if he comes in here and, and he proves that he could play right tackle position, okay, stop. Everybody stop thinking this guy's a natural right tackle. He's been a guard the last few years. He played tackle in Carolina, but, you know, he moved a guard in Minnesota. Let's see what he looks like if he does get signed, uh, what he looks like out there. So all Hunter was stating was the obvious. Yeah, it's Wheel's job right now, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I I want him. I wanted him to upgrade uh, through the draft. I, I guess the only this isn't like Eric Flowers or even Patrick Omame. Chad Wheeler's functional, right? I, I don't think he's a terrible right tackle, and I do yeah. think the presence of Jamon Brown helped him last year. So you have to imagine with Zeitler there, it'll help him more. Um, I wanted to get your take on this, bud. Remmers or Chad Wheeler, if you had to choose between the two, who would you rather have starting in September? And you're, I'm asking you this because you're not the biggest Remmers fan. Um, I can't answer that right now. I would have to see Remmers. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's coming off the injury. I want to see him coming in in camp to see what he looks like playing right tackle again. Yeah, because you're, you not, the, you're not the biggest Remmers guy. No, I, you know, his plays has slipped the last few years. And, he, yeah. you know, he's played guard. And he, you know, he didn't play tackle last year. And he, played, he had him be moved to guard in 17 because of injuries. And it wasn't like they threw him back out right guard last year. And he went through a couple of right tackles, the Vikings. So it wasn't like they were big on him going back out the right tackle. Um, let's see what he looks like if they bring him in here. Yeah. If. Yeah. If they bring him in here, then let's see what he looks like at the tackle position. That's all. That's all I'm saying. If he's serviceable and 
you know, and, and he's solid out there. Obviously, you know, he might be an upgrade over Wheeler, or he might not be. Like you said, Jerry, Wheeler wasn't the worst right tackle. No, he's not. he's not. He's not. You know, um, so can he improve? You know, and it's you know, and, and being a starter from day one and all that. Yeah, he could. And he's also you know? in his third year, so as a young kid, he couldn't get. Yeah. I mean, the knock on Wheeler is he's not strong enough, right? He just doesn't look like a, he's not a really a big kid. He's not a mauler. He's got good feet, which is why he can he can play tackle, but not the strongest guy. But there is potential for him to get better. And I'm absolutely I'm trying to find a silver lining with this. I, 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 as we're going through the draft issue, I looked at all these picks again, and it just going through all of them. And 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 uh, by the way, I, I I know we say this before, but I really think this is the best issue we've put together. Um, everybody contributing. Your articles are awesome. Um, you know, I was looking at everything last night and putting stuff together uh, today. Um, you know, I've gone through all these draft picks, and I can see why. I could see how it played out, why the Giants didn't add a right tackle till later, because I feel like if you missed him in the first two rounds, mm-hmm. you weren't getting him, and you had to you had to wait. I think I think Evans was the only one where they didn't take him when they had a shot, but they still hadn't taken an edge rusher yet. Um, right. But I, I can see why they, they passed till later. Uh, it, it made a little more sense because one of the things was got to go right tackle, first three picks. The way it played out, they didn't. But anyway, I just it was uh, interesting looking through their draft and seeing how it went and how it played out and why they, they waited till the seventh because it seemed like if you didn't take them by the second or third, then, you, you, you know, they're all prospects at that point. You might as well wait, so. Yeah, and that's what they did. And they drafted one in the seventh that they feel pretty confident about. So listen, we'll see when the, you know when they when they're on the field, bud. They'll they'll settle those, uh, that battle on the field between Wheeler and Big George or whoever else they bring in here. Or, yeah. You know, so we'll see. You know, the um, listen, we talked about this before. Is it the worst thing in the world if Wheeler's playing right tackle? No, no, no it's not. On day one, it's not the worst thing in the world. No, it's, it's not, not it's especially not like Flowers at left tackle. No, right, right, especially with you know bringing Zaylov over to, next to him. You know, you saw how much Wheel improved when Jamon Brown was next to him last year. Um, Zaylov, like you just mentioned <clears throat> a few minutes ago, you know Zaylov's going to help him. Um, he's not going to be a dominating right tackle, but can he be serviceable? Yeah, I, I, I think he could. Yeah. So it's not going to be like, oh my god, you know, if this kid is the tackle starting the season. Um, so let's see how it plays out. Listen, is room for improvement? This will be a second. You know, he'll be a starter from day one. Right now, going into camp, and uh, let's see if the kid got better. I know it was rookie camp, and they had shorts on. Um, mm-hmm. With regard to Big George, I know he's a huge man with giant arms, um, and he commented on that on Twitter. Did you see anything with him that you liked? I mean, is it just, or is it just, you know, we're, this is way too early. We're, we're at rookie camp. You can't really get a feel for what these guys are yet. Yeah. I kind of like his feet a little bit, you know, but there really wasn't that much to yeah. tell. You know, or you yeah. could look at some technique and all that, but as far as power wise, you know, driving guys back and all that, you know, you, you, you couldn't really tell too much with that. But um, you have to like, you know, the, he's a big, powerful guy. Um, and I like the idea he played in the SEC, Jerry. And I like the idea he practiced against the Josh Allen every day. Yeah. And, um, you know, he he looks the part, man. You know, uh, he looks the part. Seems to have a little nastiness in him. And we'll see, you know, we'll, that's something that's going, you know, we'll see in the next month when they start putting the pads on him, you know, in camp. Yeah, not to get too psychoanalytical, but he, he you know, he, he grew, had a tough upbringing. His mom worked a million jobs and had like two hours right. sleep. And he commented on that. So a kid like that's hungry to, to make it and has yeah. kind of a chip on his shoulder. So easy, easy, easy guy to root for. Um, but uh, 
One of the other comments that was made that uh, kind of got some attention, and I think it got unnecessary attention, but look, we always talk about, like, after the season's over, it's dead. Well, it's not dead yet because there's free agency coming up. There's the draft. I think right now um, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a dead zone. I mean, there's stuff to talk about. But when anything's said now, it just seems like it's, it's magnified and kind of blown out of proportion. Uh, Shula made the comment, Mike Shula made the comment that uh, they believe Daniel Jones can start day one. Of course, some people uh, commented on that saying, well, then why did they bring back Eli? Again, that's just a coach talking about his draft pick in a positive light, isn't it? There's nothing to make of this. No, he was just asked about, you know, something about Jones. And he says, yeah, listen, you know, if, if need be, translate, if something happened to Eli. Yeah. Um, you know, we feel that, you know, this kid could probably handle it yeah. and play Yep. from day one. That's That's all he was saying. Now, you know, it's, it seems to be like the narrative out there is like, well, you know, Shula and Sherman would think that, you know, he could play from day one, so why we have Eli around? I mean, yeah. that, that's not what Shula said. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, all he was saying that if something happened to Eli, they feel right now, Jerry, yeah. right now, sure. that they feel that, hey, this kid could maybe handle it, handle it uh, from day one. Like, say, golf a bit, Eli gets hurt in a training camp. You know, he destroys his knee. You know, something like that where he's going to be out. Um, God forbid. And um, that's all it was saying. You know, uh, it, I can't even say, you know, it was coach. They just feel pretty confident about the kid. They feel, hey, maybe this kid can handle it. We feel this kid can maybe handle it and all that. But listen, that's going to be down the road too, Jerry. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's going to be down the road too. I, I, you know, I, don't, I know some people are saying, well, then why, you know, then why do we just not release Eli in the offseason? We could have had more cap. And all that. No, that's not how they feel. They feel Eli's the starting quarterback, and they're pretty confident in the kid Jones that he could handle some things if something happens to Eli. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yep. You know? Giants also made news because they cut um, popular in that he's a Rutgers product, so all the Rutgers fans were rooting for him. Uh, Robert Martin and brought in Rod Smith from the Cowboys. Smith, uh, as most of you probably know, caught that that quick uh, third and three against the Cowboys, two, against the Giants two uh it was two years ago. It was the end of 2017. I believe it was the last game of the season, the last home game of the season. And uh, went, what, 80 yards on a, on a three-yard <laughs> end. And burned, yeah. if you look at the replay, burned Calvin Shepard to the point where I, I – Calvin Shepard, I mean, I hope he was hurt on the play because I looked like he was running a 6-9-40. He was someone they picked up late in the season after he had a decent year with them in, in 2016. But – um. What do you make of that pick? What do you think? Of, what do you make of that move? Is just adding depth behind Saquon yeah. and obviously yep. someone they must like because I think he made his only big play in his career against us, and that was of course the Eli Apple tweet that probably led to his getting kicked off the team eventually, <laughs> even though it was a year later or half a year later uh, when he yeah. was like, "Hey, look at him go!" or something about Ohio State. I don't know, something stupid. Yeah, yeah, just adding some more depth. You know, obviously that that game that Rod. Smith, you know, had against him a couple of years ago was in the minds of a lot of people. Uh, um, hey, nice guy to have behind Saquon, and we'll see. You know, there's, you know, there's other backs in camp, and uh, you always want competition, Jerry. You know, Gettleman believes in that competition. He's going to bring guys in. What is Banks so, saying? No more scholarships, right? No more scholarships. <laughs> so, you know, you're looking at, you know, don't forget you got him, and, you know, you're going to have Gallman, and you're going to have Perkins is back from the injury. The undrafted free agent, Hilleman's going to be in here. So let them battle it out. You know, competition is always good. We'll see what Rod Smith has when he gets in camp. 
Yeah, uh, I, I think this kind of leads us to the, uh, the the Twitter questions. And um, when you brought up uh, Perkins, got a lot of Twitter questions. So again, everybody, thanks for all of them. Really appreciate it. And it, it adds to this, especially on Thursdays. Of course, today's Friday. Um, so we'll, we'll uh, this will be dropped um, around your, your commute. So you'll have it for the commute home. So um, I'm going to go into the Twitter questions now because you kind of, you gave me the segue for it, bud. So okay. Sean Allen uh, at Spa32Blue. We could take our time with these because we have some more time with this. Um, he totally forgot about Perkins, which I think a lot of Giants fans did. Do you have any update on him, Chris? And do you think he'll contribute this season? Do you think he'll make the team? Or again, too early to tell. I think he has a very good chance to make it a team. And he's yeah. healthy. Yeah. So as if you're asking about his health, yeah, he's healthy. He's going to be there in camp. Um, and I think he has a chance. He showed some things a couple years ago when he played. And he's going to compete. And to, to say he's not making a roster would, would not be very responsible of me. So, yeah, he's going to compete for a spot on his team. No you know, question he about was it. Like, he was looked at as a potential starter at the end of 2016. He had a <laughs> yeah. decent rookie year. Yep. Uh, and then all of a sudden 2017 didn't work out so well. He was injured last year. And, of course, we took Saquon anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it'd be interesting to see if he can contribute. When he came out at US, UCLA, they called him the poor man's Tiki Barber, which is kind of a nice compliment. But – uh, remains to be seen what, what the hell he can contribute going forward. But he did look decent um, his rookie year. Uh, good news, Chris. Javier Burgos wants us to do an extra podcast a week with Patty Trainer. Uh, thanks you for adding to the podcast. So just wants us to kind of combine forces and do three a week. But I, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> Frank, uh, Frank Ciato, our buddy. Uh, after hearing Hal Hunter's comments about Chad Wheeler, beginning to realize that I'm fixated on the right tackle position as a major problem. Yeah, Frank, I don't, I don't know if it's a major problem yet. Uh, it's something we'd like to see improve, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things where we said it a couple weeks ago or, or, or maybe last week. Shermer believes in a lot of the guys in the locker room, and, and coaches are stubborn to a fault sometimes to say, you know what, this guy's been here, this guy can do it, we have faith in him. And, uh, you know, to, to Chris, to neither Chris nor my surprise, it wouldn't stun us if they go into the season with Wheeler as the starter. Yep. Yep, I agree. I agree. I mean, I would not call it a major problem. Now, we, of course, discussed that when you look at the offensive line, and we, we, we said it numerous times, we should, you know, you got to look to upgrade the right tackle position, right? Yeah. There was no question about it. Now, if I, if I would have said before the draft, hey, Jerry, our starting five and the offensive line is good. We're good to go. Wheel, I have no problems with him playing right tackle. They don't need an upgrade. Yeah then you probably would have requested that I go to the nearest lab and get tested for heroin. Or buffoonedomness. Or buffoonedomness or some kind of drug I was on, you know, mainlining something in, in, in the vein, you know, on my arm, because that would be pretty stupid. Now, that being said, um, I wanted, you know, they did bring in a tackle. Now, I know we all know it's the seventh round. We know that, right? Yeah. Uh, so let's see what this kid could do. And if it's Wheeler, okay. It's Wheeler, and, and he's going to be hopefully a serviceable right tackle um, that plays pretty well for us, you know. But we'll see, and you know, we'll, we, we will see. So, I, I like you said, answering, I would not say it's a major problem, right? But it's something that's going to be an open, you know, a competition in camp, and it's something that's going to be monitored, no doubt about it. Big blue thoughts at big blue thoughts. Very good question here. Do you think we keep four quarterbacks on the roster um, if the uh, – he calls him the, the Taysom Hill-like guy. He means Dungy. 
ends up being a huge playmaker. Love the analysis from the pod from the rookie minicamp, Chris. I'll hang up and listen. You think there's a chance they keep four quarterbacks, or at least maybe I. So I think they keep Dun. They would they would keep Dungey, and they might hide him at another position. I don't. They'd list four quarterbacks, and they give you, you list three, and one of them's the emergency. The third one's the emergency quarterback. But I think they would keep Dungey on the roster in some capacity, and and depends how he does in preseason mm-hmm. and all. But whether or not they make him active each week. But I I wouldn't surprise me if they kept him. No. No, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Obviously, they have something in mind for this kid. They listed him as a tight end, yeah. you know, at the mini camp. So let's see how it plays out. What they plan on doing with him as camp when camp starts, if they're going to line him up over there at times, or they're going to line him up as an H, you know, you know, as a receiver. <laughs> you know, let's see. You know, uh, you know, let's see. Um, they're pretty, imp- Jerry. They're pretty intrigued with him as you know, throwing the ball too. Not yeah. just some, you know, not just some you know, gimmick, you know what I mean? Like, oh, let's see what he could do at tight end. Let's see if he can line him up here. They're pretty intrigued with him throwing the ball. You know, this is a kid that had a pretty good career at Syracuse. Yeah, the, you know, the, the stats you listed in the undrafted uh, column that you wrote uh, were impressive. I, I didn't know all that. I had no idea. Yeah, so, um, you know, he, he was pretty impressive. But injuries is what, you know, hurt him big time. Obviously, you know, not, not to be funny, but no pun intended, but that's what hurt him big time yeah. in his collegiate career, you know? Yeah. So we'll see. You know, listen, um, would it surprise me? Um, he might be listed as some, or, or if they like him that much, you know, you know, is Tanny, uh, Loletta, are, are they, you know, could they be released or cut? I should say, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I think one will. I think one of them is going. I, I think I have a good idea who's going. Yeah, I agree. And I agree <laughs> with you too. Yeah. Yep. So I, I, it's not the guy who shows up on time. So. But I could tell you this, Jerry. They are. They really. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you this. They. They really like this Dungey kid. Man. They really like him. So um, we'll see how it plays out, man. Yeah, We're gonna have time exciting. will tell. It'll be exciting. I mean, the Giants sometimes are behind the curve with innovation, especially on offense. And it'd be fun to see Dungey get in there once in a while and see what he can do. Uh, good question here, JS at JSS. I'm sorry, JS Stressless. We always talk about how well the offensive line will protect Eli Manning. I'd like to know. We do. Well, or how well or how how bad. Basically, he's he's saying oh, okay. we, we comment on pass protection. Oh, I think he was trying to say we talk about how they protect Eli so well. Okay, no, no, no. But he'd like to know, how well do you think this group will be in creating holes for Saquon running the ball? Thanks, guys. Shout out from Montreal, Canada. Hashtag buffoon crew, Canadian chapter. Good stuff, buddy. Mm. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm more excited about Zeitler because of what he's going to bring to the table with Barkley. And the fact that, <clears throat> excuse me, we won't have to run left all the time. It just seemed like a lot of Barkley's runs were primarily on the left side, a lot of the longer ones. I think uh, with Zeitler added, you'll see more up the middle, you'll see to the right. Just makes the whole team um, more balanced, the more the whole offense more balanced. I'm, I am very excited to see what Barkley can do behind this line now. Yeah, I'm excited to see Will Hernandez in year two. Yeah, it's a good point. I'm excited to see John Halapio. Back and healthy. I mean, um, he's a power guy. You know, yeah. he's a power guy. And he was a – I think Shermer said it. He was playing the best before he got hurt of all the linemen. Right, right. Um, um, obviously, Zeitler, a physical guard, you know. Um, so – and Nate Solder, you know, Nate Solder run blocks pretty well, man. Yeah. You know, he's one of the top uh, top 15, top 10 run blocking tackles. Uh, he gets to that second level, Solder. And, you know, and he could do his thing over there. Um, I, I'm pretty excited too. Um, Will and Nana's, I expect to take a big jump. 
Yeah. Uh, he's a, as we all know, he's a mauler too. Yeah. Um, and let's let Jalapio play. You know, let, let him play 16 games. Let him be healthy. And let's see what he brings to the table. You know, he's a, he's a big, strong guy. Sherman loved that about him. That's why I said he was going to win the job last year. He did. And, of course, the injury, you know, ended his season. Um, so, yeah, I, I think as far as run blocking, this line has a pretty good potential to uh, open up some things for for 26, who had, what, 1,300 yards last year, Jerry. Yeah. Um, you know, what could he have this year, man? What could he have this year? So, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Absolutely fun to watch. It's the best description of it, pal. All right, here's one that might annoy you a little bit, but it's still a good question. And I say annoy you because you're gonna. I think we're, we're both giant fans are gonna roll their eyes at this one, but it's it's still a legitimate question that I will ask. In Gettleman, <laughs> we trust at all about NYG. Do you think Daniel Jones has a fair chance at starting Week One? If the Giants truly want to win, and he clearly is the best choice in Week One, do you think they give him the start over Eli? Hashtag buffoon crew. I'll go first. No. I don't think he has a shot at starting week one. No, I don't think he will be starting week one either. No, I think Eli will be starting. We've discussed what we think is going to happen, yeah. depending on how the season goes and Eli and all that. Um, but no, week one, uh, it will be Eli Manning. Short of Eli getting hurt or something where his play well, is yeah, affected. Obviously, yeah. yeah, but sure, even like if his play is affected, his arm's affected by it or – um, they're not gonna. That would be that would be a lot of disrespect and almost like why the hell did we bring him back then? So, so no, I don't. Uh, Plus, they think uh, Jerry. You know, this organization truly believes Eli's got a lot of ball left in him. So, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know. Yep. Yeah, that's why they brought him back. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Lou G at LS Gualtieri. Uh, I think uh, this is a funny one. Are you guys betting on the Giants with their long shot odds? I'm not a gambling man, Lou. Uh, I would never bet on the Giants because even if they were favored, I would jinx them. The only thing I wanted to bet the other night were if I were to ever bet, I would have bet the Milwaukee Bucks to beat the Celtics because I felt like the Celtics had packed it in. I am not a gambling man, though. I don't bet on sports. I don't even like going to Atlantic City and losing money because I feel like that was Giants paraphernalia that I could have bought. Um, so... No, Lou, I'm not putting any money on the Giants this year. Neither <laughs> am I. Sorry, Lou. <laughs> Mike Too Nice at Mike underscore NYY. Oh, New York Yankees. There you go, Mike Too Nice. Good job, buddy. With the secondary deemed to be improved, do you think we see Betcher dial up more blitzing plays this year? Chris? Well, it's going to depend on how those guys are covering. If they're improved, as we are hoping, um, then, yep, you know, if they're covering guys in the back end, then you're going to see more and more blitz packages. No question about it. Last year, Betcher couldn't do a lot of things he wanted to do because we basically had nobody that could cover back there, all right? Um, but if this kid Beal could play, you know, we got DeAndre Baker, the number one pick in there. You got exciting. Julian. It's exciting. That's one position that's exciting this year. Yeah, right? I can't wait to see that in camp, man. I can't wait to see these kids in camp. You I know, mean, and Beal, you got Ju- I'm Beal, I have a chip on my shoulder. Like, wait, you drafted a kid in the first round? All right, let's go. Mm, right, right. Hey, I thought I was the, you yeah. know, I thought I was the next one stepping up here, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, obviously, the more you could cover in the back end, the more Betch is going to do things up front. So, yep, no question about it. And, and, and if you guys want to feel happy about Baker, uh, just watch some YouTube of him. I mean, he is a cover corner, a ball hawk. I mean, the, if it can translate to the pros, um, no one's going to complain that Gettleman traded three picks away, really two extra, uh, to, to come up and grab him. 
So. Yep. John Osler at John Os twenty one. What's more likely this season? One player with ten sacks or three guys with six sacks? I'll hang up and listen. Hashtag buffoon crew. <laughs> I would say three guys with six plus sacks is more likely yeah. than one guy with ten. Yeah, I would say I, I would agree with that a hundred percent. But let's but be look- honest, Chris. Eight or nine sacks is pretty close to ten or eleven, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, um, the kid Golden yeah. is intriguing. Yeah. Because he's coming off the injury uh, last year, he really wasn't a hundred percent. Kind of played in a system that really didn't suit him. You know, it doesn't mean you can't make plays, but you know, he wasn't in the three-four, which he was on the Betcher. He was in the four-three last year on the Wilkes. Um, but he's going to be intriguing. He's a, he's a guy who has posted double-digit sacks in the past. Um, so, back in Betcher's system, you know. You like to see this kid get those eight or nine sacks. That that would be huge, you know. But we just don't know what he's going to give us right now. You know, you just don't know. But that would be big, Jerry. You know, something like that. And then you got these other guys, Carter. What do you expect out of Carter, Jerry, this year? I, I I'm looking for you know seven to eight. eight. I was going to say six to eight. Absolutely. Right. I'm looking for seven to eight, six to nine. You know, something. You know, six to eight, something like that from him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially yeah. since Gettleman doubled down on it at the presser and said, "Hey, we got Lorenzo Carter still." Yeah. Um, so he's expecting yeah. these. They're expecting these guys to get better, yeah. and why right. shouldn't they? Why shouldn't they expect it? Right. I mean, don't forget you got BJ Hill in his second year. He had five last year, you know. Um, so, you know, this Dexter Lawrence kid, you know, if he chips in with a couple himself, two or three pressure and things, so that's how they have to go. Listen, that's how they're going to have to go about it, Jerry. There's, gonna, there's nobody on this roster right now is going to get you twelve sacks. You know, it's like a 12 sacks guy. I know Golden did it in 16, but, you know, this is 2019, and we don't know exactly, you know, what he's going to look like yet. So that's where we're at, bud. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing at this one. It's a great point, and it's uh, great sarcasm. You don't have to answer it. Giants Carb Crush at Giants Carb Crush. Hey, Jerry and Chris, the most <laughs> anticipated arrival in Giants history has yet to happen. But when Mike Remmers becomes a Giant... Do you think there will be a work shutdown in the tri-state area for his introductory press conference? Finally, we can all move on from our obsession at right tackle. Well said, buddy. Um, it is. It should not be the obsession that everyone has it as right now. So, great stuff. Um, Josh Whalen at Whalebones3. Since this is episode 74, is this dedicated to the great Eric Flowers? Uh, I would probably go with uh, I'd probably go with Eric Howard or even Scott Gregg over uh, Eric Flowers, buddy, for seventy fours. So <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, Lou, Lou G, you can't ask another question, buddy. But nice try. No. Thank you very much. Uh, one of the guys who's been here from the start, Peyton Combs at I am Peyton. What do you think about tight end CJ Conrad? I think he has a lot of upside, good blocker, and athletic. Chris, is that the kid that you said was a freakish athlete in your analysis? Yeah, he's very athletic, man. Yeah. Yep, he's athletic. Um, yeah, he he looked good in the rookie mini camp. I, I think he has an upside, this kid. So, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what he does in camp. You know, um, because you're gonna have, if I remember right, Sherman kept four tight ends last year. Yeah. Um, so he'll be battling out with Simonson probably for that fourth spot. Yeah, we have. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, Jerry. I'm sorry. Uh, not Simonson. Uh, with Garrett Dickerson for that fourth spot. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Simonson's penciled at third. No, Simonson's gonna be at three. I'm sorry, my mistake. Dickerson. Yeah. He'll probably yeah. be battling out with Dickerson for yeah, that fourth. I think spot. we. For, I think we both forget that like Engram is a tight end. <laughs> we have Engram and Ellison, and uh, yeah, Simonson's probably penned yeah. in right now as the third. So, 
Unless I don't think that's going to change. If Ingram doesn't get hurt this year, buddy, watch him. I'm telling you. Yeah, he's probably the guy I'm most excited about on offense. Uh, I mean, outside of Saquon. He's the guy. Jerry, Jerry, I know people right away. I'm sorry, Jerry. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. You um, I know people right away assume Shep is going to benefit the most with Odell being traded. Me personally, Jerry, I think Evan Ingram benefits the most with Odell being traded. You know who I'm excited about, man? Besides the names we're mentioning, Golden Tate. You are, huh? That exciting? I, Good. I am because he's a veteran who has a lot. He wants to prove something. I like these guys that come in with a chip on their shoulder. He didn't really mm-hmm. do that well in, in Philly, and people are saying that. And he's like, well, I only had like half a year to learn their offense. I yeah, think with the offseason learning it and the fact that um, you know he's replacing Odell in essence. I mean, I, I know he's, no one can replace Odell, but hey, he's the guy that's going to be lined up in his spot mostly. I, I just I have a good feeling about him. He's a great route runner and um, tough I, as nails, man. Yeah, tough as I'm nails. So, and, I mean, he's a golden domer. I mean, how can you not yeah. be excited? Yeah, <laughs> and you, you know what? You're going to really like him too, Jerry. Um, when Saquon's kicking to the outside, yeah, and Golden blocks. Tate yeah. is laying somebody on their back. <laughs> yeah, we might have the best set of blocking you know, wide receivers yeah, in the league. So, yeah, we're not the biggest guys, but I tell you what, him and Shep are two tough guys. You know, they have no problem blocking. You know. So, so uh, staying, hey. staying with wide receiver, Chris, Robbins exhum at Juki News. Mm-hmm. What chance does Slayton, rookie receiver, I know, as opposed to the defensive tackle, have it starting this season, or is he a project? He has the size to contribute on the outside, I believe. Go ahead. Now, he's not a project. He's, you know, he, you know, this kid's a, you know, this kid played well in Auburn, man. Uh, you know, this kid's not a project receiver. You know, this kid's an established receiver. Now, we'll see, you know, there's a lot of guys out there now in that receiver coming in camp, right? A lot of guys are going to be competing, but I like what he brings to the table because he brings that speed, Jerry. Yeah. You know, he's a kid who could take a little smoke screen and go 70 yards. He's a kid that stretches the D. Yeah. You know, deep, he's a guy who can get over the top on you. So, um, listen, Jerry, he started off slow in that first practice. He had some drops, and drops was an issue with him in Auburn. Yeah. It was. He did drop some balls in Auburn. But he's a he's a kid that I like the way he finished. You know, he didn't put his head down and say, "Oh my God!" You know, listen, finished strong uh, for the two days that you know that I was there. That me had access, um, and he brings a lot to the table, man. So uh, he's going to be a very intriguing kid in this camp, man, um, because his speed is a you know could be a difference maker out there. So we'll see. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see the the third receiver who who that ends up being. Um... I mean, right now on paper, Jerry, what it's Corey, Corey Coleman, Coleman, right? Yeah, right right now. now it's Corey Coleman. He'll be back with Latimer, right? Benny Fowler. Uh, you, you even have to throw Fowler in that. You do because Eli loves him, right? Uh, you know, uh, you got the veteran Shepard, you know, and then you got That's the right. Slayton. That's right. I you know, Shepard's a special teams Shepard, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, listen, it's going to be uh, that that third wide receiver position, Jerry, is going to be a, a battle um, to keep an eye on too. You know, um, so we'll see what comes out of that one. All right, Chris, this is a great question, calling you out in a funny way. MLJ at VRAFA1604. This is for Chris. For, gave, oh, no. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. You gave Jerry a hard time when he made his predictions for the upcoming season in April. Now that the draft is over, it's your turn. Who will win our division? All the best from the Germany. Ah, buddy. Overseas buffoons. Awesome. Mm. So who's so, going to win? Well, our I made fun of Jerry because you said the Giants were going to go like 3-13. No, well then I remember I changed it after I saw yeah, the Yeah, you flip flop like the yeah, you flip flop like a, a, a politician. politician yeah. right? Eleven yeah, and five, right. I said. Yeah, then you went from that to like division winner or something. I don't know, you know, so um 
the question was who I think is going to win the division. As of right now, yeah, uh, I think the Dallas Cowboys will. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what other choices are there? It's Dallas or Philly. It's like well, the uh, Eagles are still the Eagles are still pretty talented. Cramps right? or gonorrhea? Which one do you choose? Uh, uh, oh, you mean as far as liking? Oh, well, I'm just well, as far as like if know. one has to win the division. Ugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right now, you know, I think the Cowboys are favored to win a division in my eyes. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I know, but I, know. I don't think the Giants are going to go three and thirteen like you did. You know. I did, and then remember, I changed. Yeah, but that's just to appease the fans. That flip flop. No, we all know that. No, not no. When I saw the the, when I said so. That, so what are you saying? They're going to go eleven to five. The Giants. The ebb and flow of the schedule looks like it could be in our Let favor. Ex- Jerry, can I ask you this question? One. Yeah, I know. Yeah, with the schedule. Yeah, I know. Can I ask you this question? Yes. When you were standing in the rain on a bridge in nashville did you still think they were going to go 11 and 5 no no okay. i i was uh about to jump off it okay but now you you know you settled down and this is why like so real quick <laughs> the buffoon the original buffoon crew my friend of idiot my my band of idiots that we text you've met them um we've put a 24-hour ban with each other on any major giants news like if it's a lot anything that could be misconstrued as negative, like a trade, a free agent acquisition, a loss. Um, because you need 24 hours to kind of soak it in and say, all right, was this a, a good move? So, yes, that night I was ready to jump off the bridge. You know, 24 hours later, even 48 hours later, when the rest of the draft happened, I felt a lot better about this team. I'm not saying 11-5, and five, but I felt a lot better uh, about the team overall. So, you good? Hey, Jerry. Yes. How much? How, how much are you looking forward to seeing this secondary though in this camp? No, I, that's why I think it's the, it's the most, ex, most exciting part of the defense, right, uh, Jab- maybe of the team. With Jabril, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, with Jabril Peppers. Yeah, uh, Antoine Bethea. And then it's going to be interesting to see, like maybe they have so many corners, and 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 they mentioned it before. Maybe they do line Love up as a safety. I'm not saying he's going to start over Bethea. I think that would be crazy to to suggest, but. They have so many now. It's like, what do you do with them? You have to. If they're playmakers, you got to get them out there. So, oh, you do you ever listen to me? What? You can never have enough corners. I know what you're saying. What are you going to do with them? Okay, uh, you're just so wow. stubborn, man. Wow. Just so now already, already you're looking at this. Whoa, what are we going to do with Love? Should we put him at safety? We don't have too many. We have too no, many corners out there. Not what I'm can we saying. let it play out, please, not what I'm sir? Saying. I'm saying. I'm so excited about the talent now there that we could actually just like it's an overflow of potential and talent and they can throw love at safety or are sorry to insult the Golden Domer. I'm sure he'll be starting opposite Jenkins and maybe we can move DeAndre Baker to safety. I'm just kidding. No, but I, I just think, you know, I I think they'll find a way. What I'm saying is I just think they'll find a way to get them out there if they're active and they have ball skills and they're around the ball. That's all. Yeah, well, they're gonna, you know, they'll they'll compete in camp. You know, uh, Baker's going to be slotted number one opposite of Janoris. No, I don't think you know him and Beal. Who's going to go to the slot? Who's, so Love's going to get a look at safety, no question about it. You know, but and, and let's not forget this Corey Ballantin kid. You know, he's going to be out there in the mix. I know you probably don't want him because there's too many corners we have in a team now. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I definitely don't like. Um, <laughs> I don't like guys that block millions of kicks. <laughs> In college, <laughs> but but listen, hey Jerry, you know what? It's such a great problem to have because no, considering how yeah. thin our secondary's been the last few years, right? Yeah. No, very excited. Actually, it's a, very excited. I, to me, Jerry, I think you just hit it on the head. It's the most exciting position 
on the team because we know what Barkley. I mean, obviously going right. into last year, we got oh, we can't wait to see twenty six, right? Right, right. Uh, we know what we know what he could do. Um, Eli, you know Jones. Jones is going to be intriguing to watch him every day. Don't get me wrong, but it's that secondary though. That new blood mm-hmm. is going. I agree with you, bud. It's going to be the most exciting position to watch. Yeah. Here's a good one from Patrick Frankel at Patrick Frankel because I guess he. Uh, maybe it wasn't around uh, when Eli was taken. Hey, guys, would like to know how Eli's reception by fans and media was compared to Jones on their draft days. I, I got an interesting answer first. Can I go first on this one? Yeah, bud. So I was at that draft. That was the first draft uh, I attended and was in person for it. And word came out that the Giants were going to trade uh, Phillip Rivers because they made as soon as they made the pick, it was like they're going to they're going to trade this for Eli. You knew what they were doing. Uh, and again, that, that's before really smartphones and all that. So you just had, they gave you a, a, like a kind of a transistor radio to listen to the whole thing. So when they took Rivers, you know what I did, Chris? This What'd you is, do? This is a good sign. Guess what I did that day when they took Rivers? What? I got up and left. Because really? I, yep. I knew what the Giants were doing. And I just said, there's no point in sticking around. And the Giants were done picking but I didn't even wait for the announcement that Eli Manning was getting traded to the Giants. And I was interviewed by the Daily News, and you can Google it, Jerry Foley, Eli Manning draft, Daily News. And they said, what do you think of the trade? And I said, well, I'd rather not give up the farm for him. So there you have it. So I left that draft, and the reaction, I think, among most Giants fans was, we gave up too much to get Eli Manning. I don't know what your perspective was, buddy. Yeah, but there was a very positive feeling about what Eli could do. Yeah. Unlike this kid who basically everybody said he stinks and can't play. Right. Remember when he drafted Eli? Yeah, you don't want to give up the farm for him and all that. But, you know, it was very, it was an exciting moment as far as, hey, we got our quarterback. No question about it. It's Peyton's brother, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, coming out of Ole Miss, we got him. He's our franchise for sure. That's what I remember. Yeah, it's, right? a, it's a good point, yeah. I Jones, just, yeah. on the other hand, is, you know, after he was announced, it was met with, you know, disgust and anguish and his kid stinks and he'll never going to play here. What a waste of pick and all that. Nobody was saying that about Eli back then, Jerry. Because I'm not Francesa, do you know, I'll admit, do you know who I wanted in that draft? I don't remember. 2004. No, who did you want? I don't remember. <laughs> Robert Gallery. Robert Gallery. Because I thought we were going to stick with Kerry Collins. I was like, no, we need a left tackle. Go get Robert Gallery. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, definitely. I, I well, you're lucky. I would have named you Buffoon of the Week right there. Name me Buffoon of the Century. I'm not going to hide yeah. from it. Yeah. I, I wanted Robert <laughs> Gallery. And when they traded for Eli, I thought, well, Roethlisberger's there. This guy, Roethlisberger from Miami of Ohio. Why are we trading for Eli? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But it worked out. That's why I'm not a GM and why other people are. So, uh, Chris, I'll ask you this from Chayton Bagley. Che Bags 27, these names. Are there any free agents out there besides right tackle that you would like to see the Giants go after? And no, Chris, Zach Brown is taken away. Yeah, well, that's my answer. I was hoping they would bring Zach Brown in, uh, but, oh, God, the Eagles. And I, by the way, Eagle, I see, I saw an Eagle fan this morning. As soon as I haven't seen a guy in a couple of weeks, the first thing out of his mouth, ha, ha, we got Zach Brown. Yeah. First thing out of his mouth, you know, so we'll see what Zach brings to the table. But I, that was the one guy I did want. I, I gotta, I gotta try and run into that Dallas fan and act like, oh, I can't believe we lost Rod Smith to the Giants. I liked him. I want to get his, I want to get his real thoughts, not his fake thoughts. So <laughs> I'll ask him that. 
Dubs Drivel, a pioneer buffoon crew member here from Provo, Utah. Too early to tell, maybe, but who is your dark horse to make the 53-man roster? Who are we going to be surprised is on the team come opening day? That's very early to tell, buddy, but it's it's uh, fun, I guess, to speculate. Chris, do you have anybody that's a dark horse to make the roster based on what you've seen so far in your limit, uh, in the limited action that's occurred? Yeah, that's oof, that's kind of early to tell. I, I can't really even a dark horse. Yeah, I, that's just. I'm sorry, folks. That's just that's just too early to tell. I don't know. I really don't know yet. Kyle Oletta. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, by the way, Jerry, getting back to the last question, I wouldn't mind seeing Mr. Sue in here for a year. Pretty cheap deal. Yeah, he's just nuts. How about that? Would you want him in here to clog up that middle a little bit, add some nastiness, get suspended a few? No. Yeah, I'll take uh, it. I'll take it. I, I just want to win again. Yes. Would you take him for one year, pretty cheap deal? He's just crazy on the field. He's not crazy off of it, right? No, he's not crazy off it. No, he just no. gets a little nuts on the field once yeah, in a while. I'm fine with it. Yeah, do it. All right, go ahead. Vin at Chip Tufus. Nah, it's going to be Jalapio and not Pulley. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm reading this one. Oh, you it's want to know who's going to win the battle? Yeah, it's not even going to be close. I don't think. Uh, I don't know about I don't know about not being close, but I, yes, I do believe Jalapeno will come out of that senator. Here we go. David W. at David Rockaway twenty three. If Shermer's scheme is based on the quarterback being able to move outside the pocket with play fakes, naked bootlegs, rollouts. Design plays to get Jones in space with the RPO. Why is he rolling with Eli? If Eli can't operate the scheme, I don't get it. Love Eli, but it makes no sense because uh-huh. they're paying him a lot of money and they're going to do this the right way and um, let him go out, not on his own, but let him have one last run at glory. That's why. So, Well, folks, Eli's the better quarterback right now. It's not so much like this is all Sherman wants to do is naked boots right and left and all that. <laughs> Right, right, right. You know, um, you know, this Eli is a better quarterback now. When you have a more co- mobile quarterback like Jones, who could do some more with his feet, obviously, than Eli, then Sherman will implement more plays like that. He likes to do that, but Eli is a better quarterback right now. You, just because you know Jones could get out outside the pocket more and RPOs and all that doesn't mean he's better than Eli. I mean, you know, so uh, you know Sherman's going to go with Eli because. Eli can win some games for you still, and that's the way they look at it. They, you know, Eli's a better quarterback. But hey, listen, folks, listen, Jerry. All right, I, I was impressed with Jones at the mini camp and all that, and I was happy to see, right? Instead of a disaster, but let the kid, you know, play against the veterans, yeah, and the OTAs and the mandatory mini camp, and of course, training camp before you know we start saying, ah, oh, you know, he could play here. Let's roll him out. He could start from day one. You know, this kid's gonna make a lot of mistakes coming up, yeah. a lot. All right, so, you know, it's no comparison between him and Eli right now. None. All right, buddy. Last question, and it's a good one. It's uh, one of your family members probably. Angelo Pasalacqua. The world thinks the Giants Giants are the worst team. What gives you confidence they are better than people expect? Chris, you have the floor, my friend. I think they're going to have a better secondary. Yeah. I think that's going to, you know, I think that's going to really be a factor. I think they're going to have a better offensive line. Yeah. Now, they're also going to be minus a huge impact offensive player. Yeah. With Odell. So, you have to do other things. You know, the ball's going to be spread around more. There's going to be other things in- installed in the offense. And you're going to see a lot more of Evan Ingram and all that stuff. Um, I believe they will be better 
because their offensive line, hopefully yep. on paper, is going to be better. And I believe on the back end, on the defense, with guys that could actually cover a receiver, um, hopefully, right? I believe that's why they will be a much better football team. I agree. I think they got better in the trenches with Zeitler, adding Dexter Lawrence, B.J. Hill, Lorenzo Carter, or a year older. So was Will Hernandez, like you said. Solder got better as the year went on. I think they're better in the trenches, and I think right. that, that's going to be a lot of fun watching those cornerbacks. Yeah, I do not think they're going to go 3-13. and 13. Even if they move some to safety, um, I think it's going to be fun getting those guys out there. So I do not think they're going to go 3-13. and 13. Not me neither, buddy. I think uh, <laughs> I think 11-5. and five. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> anyway, anything else, pal? No, listen, um, let's see. They, they start OTAs next week. Uh, we don't have access to May 20th, the following Monday. Looking forward to it. We'll talk a few times, the podcast before that. Um, we'll start going over some, I guess, some positions, but in the yep. future, you know, there's a lot of guys lined up. Everybody knows what, who's going to be battling for who now. We can start breaking that down for everybody, you know, so it uh, should be fun, man. It's good getting close. Stuff. Good stuff, and Monday's podcast, um, we will name our buffoons of the week as we always do. So if you want to order a copy of The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. We have an app, The Giant Insider app. You can get it at uh, the App Store. And you can go to magster.com for a digital subscription as well. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. We print Sunday night our post-draft issue. Tons of analysis, lots of fun, good stuff in there, some interesting stories. And that's it, guys. Remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everyone. Take care.